0: Hey there, welcome back to the Meditation School Podcast. I am David Gandelman. If you have listened to my meditations before, you may have thought to yourself, why does he laugh at himself while he's guiding me? (laughs) And that's because I am a dork. And if you haven't listened to my meditations before, well, you know, you may or may not be missing out on much. (laughs) Anyway, this episode is about writing a book. And the reason i wanted to do an episode on writing a book is because i just wrote one and i want to share my experience and hopefully some insights on what to do and what not to do and if you're thinking i don't know if i want to write a book why do i care about this episode well it could be for an online course it could be for writing a song or many other creative endeavors so hopefully some of the tips and insights will be helpful I read somewhere that 87 percent of people say they want to write a book and only two percent or less than two percent of people actually write a book. So whoa, we've got a pretty big gap there of accomplishment. What's going on? That's one question. Another is, how do I technically actually do it? Like what are the steps? Do I need a publisher? How, does, how do you go about it? How do you come up with ideas? How do you write? David? I didn't even know you knew how to read) <laughs> I learned how to read very late in life. So I wrote a book called the seven energies of the soul. And it didn't start out as that title or that topic. Um, I started out just writing stories about my life experiences, about working with clients and their struggles. And I didn't know what direction the book was going to take. All I knew is I needed to start writing some things down. And so One avenue you can take if you haven't started or if you want to take it to the next step and you have is you can write the book, not necessarily from the beginning to the end, but from the inside out. And what I mean by that is maybe you start with notes and themes rather than writing chapter one through 10 or 20. So I have a notebook uh, on my phone and on Google Drive of stories. And they're all one-liners. So what I do is I just write a one-liner. The time Susie stepped on my foot. Damn you, Susie. <laughs> the time, you know, I, uh, I got filled with anger and then realized the person didn't actually do anything wrong. And it taught me a lesson. The, the time I went skydiving and overcame a fear, whatever it is. So I write these. I never went skydiving. I'm totally afraid of, of skydiving. <laughs> So I write these one-liners and I have a notebook of probably, I don't know how many, maybe up to a thousand. And then I break them up into themes like healing, teaching topics, relationships, creativity, spirituality. Um, And then I start mining them when I go to write, let me find some stories. And then I extrapolate the stories and the themes from the stories. And that's how I got my book. So after looking at hundreds and hundreds of stories after working with thousands of students, I realized there were the same themes coming up over and over around relationships, career, healing, spirituality, creativity. And and so the theme kind of formed over time as I was writing. It wasn't something that came out right away. But the mistake that I made was I tried to write the whole book on my own, and looking back, what I should have done earlier was hire a developmental editor. And once I did, and she, Melissa, she was super helpful with showing me direction and giving everything structure, I realized that I had wasted some time. Lesson learned. And if you feel like you need help, hiring a developmental editor is pr- a pretty good idea. There is a website called ReadSea where you can hire all kinds of editors. Is it R-E-E-D? Yeah, R-E-E-D-S-Y.com. And uh, I'll drop the link in the, in the show notes. And you can find editors of all kinds there to help you out for whatever part of the you know, process you're in. And that was so, so helpful. I went the traditional publishing route, but self-publishing is really great too. You have full control and you get hundred percent of the money, you know, versus giving the vast majority to a publisher. The downside is you have to market it yourself, which is not very easy if you don't have a large audience. And so both have pros and cons. And if you want to dive deep into that part of it. There's a great podcast called the self-publishing Self, Pub- Self Publishing school podcast. And I really like it. I've listened to most of the episodes. When I started writing my book, I was on the island of uh, Vancouver Island in Victoria in Canada. My friend, uh, Lisa, let me borrow her house. Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> Lisa Polinsky, great naturopathic doctor. And And I was just walking up and down the water in the evenings, listening to the podcast and some others on writing and just absorbing some knowledge. And that's how I I got going. And, uh, and, and so going out and finding great information like that can be really helpful, like getting those engines running by listening to other people who've done the work. and, You also want to figure out what you want to share with the world. What's the theme? What's the problem you're solving? How do you want to help everybody? Are you here to entertain, educate, or enlighten, or all three, right? There's nothing wrong with just entertaining people with story, with novel, with sci-fi, whatever it is, but maybe you want to educate and or enlighten. So find out what avenue you want to take and then get the people, the right people to help you. Another great resource, actually, my publisher uh, for this book, Seven Energies of the Soul, Soul Hierophant Publishing, I'll drop their link in as well. Unless you're listening to this on Insight Timer, then I don't think I could drop links in. Um, they're actually, Randy, the owner of that publishing company, good friend of mine, great guy, he is teaching a four-part series, I believe, on how to write and publish a book. Um, and I'll, I'll drop that link in as well. I think, when does it start? Let me see February 2nd. I'm going to probably take that too. I've learned a lot, a lot from Randy, but he has a great book called think like a publisher 33 essential tips to write, promote and sell your book. So we all it's not enough to make something. We have to learn how to share it with the world. And a lot of times creators, healers, teachers, like I don't want to do any marketing. That feels icky to me. I just want to do the craft because it's authentic and real. And that's awesome, but you have to find a way to reach people. <laughs> when I was living in Bali uh, and by living, I was just there for like three months at a time. I had this really great house, you know, cause they're super cheap there. And I remember this Russian woman came over with her boyfriend one day to look around and she was, and I was leaving soon. And she was like, I would like to rent this house. <laughs> and I was like, all right, cool. And we started talking and she said, I am Tantra teacher. I was like, Whoa, Tantra. Nice. Good for your boyfriend. <laughs> <There it is. laughs> and, uh, and so I say, how do people find your work? And she said, the universe brings them to me. I was like, cool. So you mean like they show up on your doorstep or people tell them about you? How do they find you? The universe, they, it just brings people to me. I was like, okay, cool. So like, what's the medium? In person or, you know, I just kept asking. My, I have a very practical side to me, maybe too practical sometimes. And uh, she said, Will they find me on YouTube? <laughs> I was like, all right, so you're on YouTube. That's okay. You can own that. Not everything has to be so mystical that, you know, they there's no way to find you. It's okay that you're on YouTube. Own it, you know? <laughs> and then she asked me, how, how much is this house for rent? And I was like, I think it's like $1,000. And she goes, I would like to pay 300 I was like, well, it's not my house, but I don't think he's the person's going to accept 70% less. And you could just see she was kind of, you know, I'm not here to criticize her. I just want to share the experience as an example. Um, she was just not in touch with the reality of of the scenario, you know, and yes, we can create abundance and manifest, of course, but we also want to have our Feet rooted in the ground. We want to be practical and honest with our situations. And writing a book is a bitch. (laughs) Circling right back around, writing a book is a pain in the ass. It's one of the hardest things I ever did. Some people will tell you they absolutely love writing and it just flows out of them. Uh, For me, it wasn't the case. It was a difficult process. And now that I've learned how to do it in some better ways, maybe next time around it'll be a bit easier. Uh, So, Just because it's hard doesn't mean you shouldn't do it, though. You know, there might be something that wants to come out of you. Uh, I'm on YouTube. You can find me on YouTube. Maybe you're watching this right now on YouTube, and I teach you tips on writing books. It's actually how my father sounds, (laughs) and my grandfather, and my uncle. (laughs) I don't know if you know this about me. You probably don't, but uh, my first language was actually Russian. My parents are immigrants to the United States. Anyway, back to writing a book. <laughs> um, and when it comes to the resistance, let me just take a moment to talk about that. There's a great book if you haven't read it called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. If you have resistance to writing or getting over any creative block, I've probably read that book like ten times. Super powerful, uh, and a lot of it is about creating consistency and really working through the resistance. I heard John Mayer say that there's no such thing as having a, John Mayer's a a musician. Uh, He said, there's no such thing as writing block. Writing block is just when the reader doesn't like the writer. Or when it comes to music, the listener doesn't like the singer. It's not that you have writing block. It's just that you don't like what you're writing. There's just a critic there right? You just write anyway. Sometimes it might take 20 minutes or two weeks to flush out a bunch of crap that's been stuck in the pipes until something comes out. And maybe you're the kind of writer or whatever kind of content creator you are, where like one out of every 10 things is good. You know, a lot of comedians, I've taken a bunch of stand-up comedy classes. I'm sure you can tell (laughs) that I haven't made progress. A lot of stand-up comics, uh, you know, one out of every 10 jokes they write end up being an A-level joke, and the rest are B, C, D-level jokes. And they, and what a lot of comics do is they write a whole bunch of jokes, and they pull out the B and C-level jokes, right? Or they, they take the A-plus jokes, and they make them at the beginning and at the end of their sets. So not everything is going to come out gold. A lot of turds might pop out. <laughs> Sorry about that. You're like, hey, I'm driving. Can you not say that <laughs> so maybe one out of every 5 or 10 things that you write or do it reaches the quality you're looking for but over time you refine the process and you learn how to make it better and then it's one out of every 5 one out of every 3 and i've i've heard really great comedians say that even on their worst night you wouldn't notice cuz it's better than most people's best nights because they've become a professional. They've gone from amateur to professional, and even on a bad night, they're crushing it. And maybe nobody notices, but them. So that takes mastery. Everything in life takes mastery, including, including writing. So instead of beating yourself up, sit down and just start doing the work. And maybe over time, you just get better and better and better, but get the help that you need. Check out Randy's course if you want, and his book "Think Like a Publisher." I think they could be super helpful for any as- aspiring writers. And uh, get out there and create, my friend. <laughs> so I just wanted to share a little, a little bit about my my process. And obviously, I oh, last thing. Obviously, I got a publishing contract because I have somewhat of an audience, and there's pretty much only two ways to get one of those either have an audience or write the best book of all time. Where anyone who reads it is just like, Holy crap, this needs to get out in the world! And again, you don't need a publisher, you just write anyway, self publish. It doesn't matter. Get your work out there if you feel it, if you feel like it's true for you. So, I am your cheerleader today, your writing cheerleader. Uh, get on there, get on Substack, wherever you write. Oh, one last shout out. My buddy, Scott Stabile, amazing author of Big Love. He has a great Substack. Oh, and you know who else does? I'm just going to keep hitting you with stuff. Uh, Sarah Blondin on Insight Timer. She's an amazing human being. She has a great Substack as well. So get out there, read some stuff, write and and rock and roll. And if you need a book to help you Uh, Randy's Think Like a Publisher, and also Natalie Goldberg's Writing Down Bones. Now I'm just being a fire hose, and it's too much. I apologize, and I love you, and I will see you next time. And if uh, you want to check out my book, pre-order it. It's the Seven Energies of the Soul on Amazon by David, I'll tell you my middle name, Lawrence (laughs) Gandalman. See you soon. Love you.